0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life.
1: Under God and
0: together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Well, hello, friends. Pro-life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. You've been hearing that President Trump has been doing very well in the polls. Well, tonight I'm praying for America. We're going to hear right from one of the key sources, his pollster, Jim McLaughlin, who, together with his brother, John, run McLaughlin online. And uh, I had the uh, privilege to uh, interview Jim uh, specifically for this program, and you're going to hear our conversation. So we're going to start first with just uh, some some um, introductory remarks uh, about what uh, the McLaughlins have found out. And uh, prior to that, of course, delving into the Word of God and uh, praying. So Let's turn together, uh, come into His presence, and feel free to leave your not only your comments, but your prayer requests in the comment section of whatever platform you're watching us on. And uh, we all want to pray for one another as we are praying for America. So, the Word of God, coming to us from Galatians chapter 5. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Let us pray. Father, we are deeply aware Of our call to freedom in Christ. We are deeply aware that this is a gift. We ask you to help us guard it and preserve it for ourselves and our posterity. Lord, we ask you to give us always vigilance against tyranny and help us to elect those who, like President Trump, can resist that tyranny and secure our freedom. We put all these things under the mantle of your providence as our founding fathers did. And we praise and thank you today in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. All right, we're going to hear from Jim McLaughlin himself. Then I'm going to tell you about a brand new resource coming out to educate and convince people about something else we've talked about on this program time and time again. The police state. The weaponization of government. You're going to not want to miss what uh, this announcement that just came out about a a major, major uh, effort to awaken the American people as we go into this election season to the fact that the police state is not just coming or a danger. It's already here. We're living in it, and we have to resist it, and we have to get rid of it. Uh, Then we're going to, you know show you a little example via, via video of why it is that Joe Biden is facing such trouble in the polls, which our friend, uh, pollster uh, Jim McLaughlin, is going to explain to us. So McLaughlin Online recently uh, issued a press release saying the following. Let me just read some of the main points. We referred to this in a previous program. Uh, but today, with Jim himself, we're going to delve into it more. Listen to this. After George's indictment of Donald Trump, our new national poll shows he not only beats Biden, but he would defeat the current president in an electoral landslide. Now this is the pollster's language, an electoral landslide. The McLaughlin national survey finds Trump leads Biden 47 to 43%. Now that's up two points this month alone, even more remarkable. with well, our voter model for this poll, we assign four more power points. Of Biden 2022 2020 voters than Trump 2020 voters. In other words, there are more people with buyer's remorse switching from having voted for Biden and being willing to vote for Trump than uh than the other way around. The release goes on to say this means looking to 2024, there's an eight-point turnaround in favor of Trump from the 2020 election. Biden voters are switching to Trump. But here's the really big news, it goes on to say. In the key battleground states, Trump beats Biden 49 to 41%. If the election were today, Trump would defeat Biden in an electoral landslide. Now, we all know from our previous experience in elections, you take encouragement from things like this But you don't allow things like this to make you slack off. You work as if you were way behind. You work like crazy, educate voters, mobilize voters, register voters. And this year especially strengthen the infrastructure, the election integrity, and the mechanism of getting more ballots, every legal means at our disposal. Those things that the Democrats have used more in the past than we have the early voting mail-in ballots, where it's legal, ballot harvesting. We've got to use all the tools that are available to us in order to gather and bring in the ballots well before Election Day and win some elections. Then later on, if we've got the people in office who can change the policy, we can get back to the single Election Day voting. But but we can't have it. Look, if we want to get back to uh, voting on one day, Election Day, with, with paper ballots, we if we if that's where we believe we should be, we should go there. But we shouldn't go there in a lopsided way. In other words, where we're just using election day for the people on our side, and the other side is using forty five days. You see what I'm saying? That's how they get ahead. So yeah, we can have that as a goal, but we want everyone to get there together. All right. Now, that'll be a topic for other further conversation. But let's go now to the interview I recently did with Trump pollster. Jim McLaughlin. Jim McLaughlin, welcome to our program. It's such a joy to talk to you, and uh, thank you for all the work that you're doing with uh, keeping uh, voters, keeping Americans uh, in general informed of how uh, the polling is doing. And uh, we wanted to talk to you about some polling that you recently released in regard to the presidential race and uh, how President Trump is doing. Um, Tell us about your, your main findings in this recent polling?
1: Well, what we're seeing in our polling, as well as, you know, you're seeing it even in a lot of these bad national polls, to be quite honest with you. And as we all know, a lot of these national polls tend to undersample Republicans. You know, they're biased, not just in their reporting, but they're also biased in their polling. But what we're seeing is President Trump is actually ahead of Joe Biden among all voters right now. And and the interesting part about that is, Father Frank, is that back in 2016, 2020, President uh, Trump was never really ahead in the general election polls with Joe Biden. Um, he won an electoral college victory back in uh, 2016. We didn't win the popular vote back then. So this is kind of a historic thing that we're seeing right now in President Trump's polling. And what you're seeing is a lot of buyer's remorse. And obviously, too, the other thing is we're seeing a lot of people were saying early on in the presidential, in the Republican primary for president, that President Trump would be kind of, uh, you know, what he was getting early on back in December and January, where he was getting, you know, roughly about 40% of the vote nationally and in places like Iowa, New Hampshire. He's actually increased his percentage there. Um, some national polls have him well over 60%. And there's really no clear cut, any, you know, candidate who's in second place right now they were all hmm. kind of much closer in second, third, fourth, fifth place than they are to Donald Trump. So he's really the overwhelming favorite in the primary and he's got an edge on on Joe Biden in the general election, which is which is great news especially for the pro-life movement.
0: So, Jim, what you're saying is very interesting because sometimes we hear uh, in, in Republican circles or elsewhere that, oh, well, you know, I, I favor uh, President Trump in the primary. That's great. But my worry is, can he win in the general, especially with all these uh, indictments that are coming up and these charges and whatnot? Um, but but, but are, are, are you saying essentially that of all the possible contenders on the Republican side, he is, in fact— uh, fi- uh, proving himself in these polls to be more likely than the others to beat Joe Biden? And
1: and look at it. If you look at the average in the real clear politics polls right now, they basically have Donald Trump tied with uh, Joe Biden for all intents and purposes. Like I said, too, there's a lot of polls in there that they're averaging in there that are undersampling Republicans. When you look at a lot of the better polls out there, like Doug Schoen's poll, who's a Democrat, Mark Penn's poll, who's a Democrat, are polling. Usually Donald Trump is up anywhere nationally from about three to four points. In contrast, you look at the average where, you know, Donald Trump in the, in the average is actually either tied or ahead. You look at um, Ron DeSantis' polling. He's down by about four po- points right now. And what you're seeing is there was a poll that just came out yesterday, a media poll came out. Uh, Donald Trump in this battleground state of North Carolina, He's actually beating Joe Biden there whereas Ron DeSantis is trailing uh Joe Biden there. So you're seeing here and I also think the other thing is with some of these, you know, we all talk about that hidden Trump voter out there. I think what Donald Trump can do is nobody can turn out the base the way Donald Trump can. And not only can he turn out the base, he also has the ability To turn out these disaffected working class voters who don't like the Democrat or the Republican Party at the national level. So I think what he's showing more of an ability than anybody else out there. Dick Morris just did a study on this. Voters who were telling you that they're not necessarily going to vote in the 2024 election. They actually favor um, uh, President Trump by about a three to one margin.
0: What about uh, digging down into certain demographics? I mean, he brought about not only a um, a victory um, in the past, but 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 a diverse victory. Hasn't he been making historic inroads, for example, into the black community, the Latino vote? Uh, when you start breaking it down demographically, w- what is your polling showing at this for, for 2024?
1: Yep. And what we're seeing is a lot of buyer's remorse. There's about 15 percent of the electorate that didn't vote, that voted for Joe Biden last time that are now either undecided or they're voting for Donald Trump. But about 10 percent of that 15 percent is voting for Donald Trump. And and just as you said, we're seeing Donald Trump's vote percentage. He's on offense right now when it comes to the general election, because his vote total, his vote percentages are increasing among young people. They're increasing among Black voters. They're increasing among Hispanic voters. And I will tell you something. One of the things that we're seeing and we're hearing from Hispanic voters is these indictments against President Trump are backfiring. Um, Forget my polling. In a New York Times Siena poll that was done in the state of New York, the Siena poll showed that 65 percent of Hispanic voters wanted an impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. Think think Mm. about that for a second. You've got nearly two-thirds of Hispanic voters wanted an impeachment hearing. And what I'm hearing in focus groups with Hispanic voters, they're blaming Joe Biden for these indictments. And they're saying, this is what the third world Marxist dictators do in their countries. And they actually use the expression, they hunt down their opponents and they use the justice system against them. So this is what they left, and they want. They love democracy, they believe in democracy, and they believe right now the real threat to democracy is Joe Biden and his Justice Department. So again, we're really seeing these indictments backfire on the Democrats right now, and I think they've been taken a little bit aback by this.
0: So he's ahead uh, in these national polls, and you made a reference uh, before to uh, one of the battleground states Looking at the states that are going to be swing and decisive in this election, he's doing well there, too, if you just look at those state polls. Isn't that right?
1: Yep. And look at the Emerson poll came out, which had him getting, I think it was over 60 percent in Iowa among the Republican primary voters. And then the other thing you're seeing, he's actually being, remember, Iowa's a state Barack Obama won twice, and they've got uh, President Trump ahead by 11 points in Iowa. So he's up by 11 in Iowa. We just had a recent media poll came out where he's ahead in North Carolina. Poll where he's tied in Michigan. We saw another poll by Quinnipiac not that long ago where President Trump was up by a point. So clearly in these battleground states, and as you know, Father Frank, that's where the presidential race is is fought out. President Trump is doing very well. And we're also seeing in a state like Georgia, which again is going to be another battleground state, they don't like what they're seeing right now when it comes to these indictments. They know that Fonnie Willis, she's this radical left wing Soros prosecutor right now. And she's going after President Trump. Again, we've never seen this four indictments in five months. We've never Un- seen this against a presidential candidate.
0: Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Uh, Jim, just one last question before we let you go. Uh, this audience, is, are, they're very active. Uh, they love to message uh, about the elections. And uh, based on your polling and all the other polling that you analyze, what would your recommendation be uh, as far as messaging? I mean, interest in their ordinary day-to-day conversations or postings on social media. What would be most helpful at this point uh, in terms of what kind of things they should say to which particular audiences to um, to advance President Trump in this election?
1: I I tell folks, you know, stick to your principles and stick to your beliefs. That's one of the reasons why President uh, Trump is so popular in the primary and why he's so popular in the general election. And look, you know, the press says, oh, well, he's going up because of these indictments and whatnot, and it's going to hurt him in the general election. Uh uh, He's going up in both the primary and the general election right now. What is Donald Trump's greatest strength with the electorate right now? His record was successful. He did a good job as president. And if you just go to the Wall Street Journal poll that recently came out and they asked a question, who had a better record of accomplishment, President Trump or President Joe Biden? And by 11 points and in this polarized electorate that we have across America right now, that is a huge advantage by a 51 to 40% uh, margin, they thought Donald Trump did a better job and had more accomplishments as president. So what I consistently see is on the issues that voters care about most right now, whether it's the economy, whether it's inflation, whether it's immigration, whether it's national security, Donald Trump has significant advantages over Joe Biden on these issues. So I say stick to the issues. The more President Trump can talk about issues, the better off we're going to be. I mean, Joe Biden and the Democrats are trying to change the subject. We see it every day. They demagogue on things like democracy and they attack MAGA Republicans. They call them fascists and all this other kind of stuff. And by the way, they are also demagoguing on the issue of life. And I think if we play this right, where you're a party, and and just think about this, uh, basically what Joe Biden and his Justice Department want to do, the September 11th terrorists, okay? He wants to let them off without the death penalty, yet they want to do everything in their power to continue to to murder innocent children right now, innocent unborn children right now. And I think at the end of the day, What do the American people want to see? They want to see terrorists and criminals punished, and they want to see our most vulnerable protected.
0: Absolutely. So important. Thank you for these insights, and uh, our audience is certainly going to uh, take this and run with it. And uh, Jim, where can people find out online more about about your, your polling work?
1: They can go whenever they want. Just Google us. We're McLaughlinOnline.com. Very simple. Same spelling of the last name, McLaughlinOnline.com. And and Father Frank, God bless you for all the wonderful work you do, and God bless your uh, viewers.
0: Thank you so much, Jim. God bless you. Well, I'm very grateful to Jim uh, for that Uh Further deep dive into the polling that uh, he did. Isn't it encouraging, brothers and sisters? I want to urge you to go connect with them online, McLaughlin online, uh, as this election season continues. Great, great source of polling. Now, why is it that Biden is so far behind? Well, you know, we all know the failures of his administration. We all know the radical ideas of the Democrat left, which are, are, are controlling Joe Biden like a puppet. But we also know his, his declining state of health, both uh, mental and physical. And did you see this video when he was in Hanoi the other day? Oh, my goodness. Let's take a look. Nobody
1: likes having celebrated international meetings, if you don't know
0: what you want at the meeting, if you don't have a game plan. He may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. We know that already, Joe. We know that already. What has President Trump been saying for years, right? Sleepy Joe. Now he's saying it himself. That they, You know, let me tell you something. We've talked about it here on this program before. Other commentators have shared it as well. The Democrats are starting to pull the dump Biden trigger. You see it coming out. There was an op-ed in the... The uh, Washington Post, there was uh, other commentators on even on on left wing media outlets saying, well, you know, it's uh, maybe a good, uh, good idea would be smarter. This guy to drop out of the race. We don't need to. And, And this is, by the way, this is a the Democrat Party is at war with itself on this point. Because you've got those, and including Biden himself, are going to say, no way, we're not, we're not leaving our position of power, okay? And, of course, if he got pushed out, I mean, because you've got other powerful forces in the Democrat Party who are so scared of Biden just, you know, this electoral landslide slide that Jim McLaughlin talks to us about, are so scared of that that they say we've got, to, we, we, we've got to force him out. You know, the Democrats have all kinds of ways of pushing people out um, like we saw them do with Bernie Sanders uh, versus Hillary Clinton some years ago, and they got their super delegates and they've got all these techniques. But of course, the danger they face is that Biden can then turn on Obama. They want to protect Obama, I think, more than they want to protect Biden. And uh, because the things that it, it, we're in, increase, it's increasingly clear that Biden is uh, guilty of are things that. Uh, Obama was involved in, too. So Obama shares the guilt. Who's shedding the light on him? What he knew and what he did. That's going to come out. If Biden gets kicked out and he wants to take some revenge, that's a danger Democrats have to worry about. All right. I told you I was going to tell you about a resource about the police state. The police state, which we are living in now, the weaponization of government. It has never before been this bad uh, in American history. And lo and behold, we have now a film coming out. Our friend Dinesh D'Souza has joined forces with Dan Bongino, and they have produced a film that is going to be released on the 23rd day of October. That's just around the corner. Uh, I want to ask you to take note of it, and I'm going to give you a website, then we're going to watch the trailer. October 23rd and October 25th, those two days in theaters exclusively. Police State is the name of the film, and the website is policestatefilm.net.net. Policestatefilm.net. If you go there, you will see this trailer, and let's share that with you now.
1: government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, i am saying to myself, am I going to get a knock at the door? FBI warrant, come to the door now!
0: The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump.
1: These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election.
0: They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened.
1: We don't need
0: to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! What? Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism.
1: It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We are freedom of a religion, freedom of speech.
0: Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. Now, if you know the great work Dinesh D'Souza has done with films like this over the years that are very, very well researched and put together, uh, you know you're, you're going to be in for a, a blockbuster uh, uh, vid- film here. And if you know the experience, of Dan Bongino and the insights that he always shares, the two of them working together are going to bring us here something that uh, everybody has to see and that we all have to promote as a preparation for uh, this election. And remember, it's not a preparation for something that might happen if we lost the election. It's a preparation for something that is happening already that we need to get rid of by winning the election. That's the point. The essence of the police state is what you heard at the end of that trailer. We can do whatever we want. It's the old communist tactic. Show me the person, and I'll show you the crime. That's not how it works in America. We we look at a crime first that's been committed, that we know has been committed. Then we go look for the people that are guilty. You don't start by targeting a person. Let's find out what crime we can pin on this person so we can get rid of our political opponent. But that's what's happening. And it's happening by a government that wants to take control of our lives. And how do they do that? They declare emergencies. And if they declare enough emergencies, then they can compel. They feel that they can put a pause on constitutional rights. Constitutional rights do not take a pause for an emergency. But this is what this particular police state wants to do. They want to create enough of an emergency. And Last time around, of course, it was... COVID, and now we see, you know, signs of this. uh, They're getting ready to push the panic button again on on COVID viruses. The American people are not going to take this a second time. And they'll use things like climate change. They'll say, oh, yeah, we'll declare climate change an emergency. Got to lock down, lock down because of climate change. Control your lives. This is what you can use. This is what you can't use. This is what you can buy. This is where you can go. No, we're not going to take that nonsense. But they want to instill... Enough of a sense of an emergency that justifies, in their mind anyway, them to compel us. And they want to instill enough fear in us to make us comply. That's the game plan right there. Enough emergency to compel, enough fear to comply. Don't go for it. Let's be more awake and vigilant than ever before about what is going on here. And police statefilm.net is going to be a major tool for us to use to wake up our fellow citizens. So thanks, friends. Please go to that website, mark those dates on your calendar, make plans to see that film, and my thanks to, uh, to Dinesh D'Souza and uh, Dan Bongino. Let's go back into prayer. Father, we thank you for freedom, freedom in Christ, freedom to reject tyranny, freedom to stand with our founding fathers, with our constitution, with your word, with your spirit, freedom to raise our families, to practice our faith, to defend life, to proclaim the gospel, to build our businesses, to educate our children, to secure our nation, freedom. Lord God, we are a people of freedom and we thank you for that gift. It is a gift of your spirit. And we are pledged now, we are committed to one another and to you that we will defend it. Lord God, help us to do so. By getting involved in the political process starting at the very local level at the precinct level getting registered to vote getting others to register informing our fellow citizens of the dangers that we are in that the police state has indeed arrived and lord we are also encouraged by the polling that we have discussed we ask you to bless president trump and his team we ask you to bless uh, the pollsters and uh, those who are analyzing this data and giving us a read on what is happening and what direction our country is going in. And we're encouraged, Lord, in the polling to think that more and more Americans are indeed waking up to what is going on. May all our fellow citizens be encouraged that they may find the strength to enter into this election as into a battle more vigilant than ever to defend our freedom and to save our country. With all this in mind and lifting up the prayer intentions of all of our audience, we pray now as Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. My thanks again to Jim McLaughlin, Dan Bongino, and Dinesh D'Souza. Great to have people like this to partner with. God bless you, friends. Thanks for uh, connecting with me on social media, on all the major platforms, F.R. Frank Pavone. That's F.R. Frank Pavone. Connect with me. Spread the word about this program. Thank you to Right Side Broadcasting and all the other platforms that carry our broadcasts. And we will talk to you tomorrow.